0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In a very personal, amazingly anointed seven-day series entitled, Welcome Holy Spirit, prepare to be overwhelmingly blessed as Pastor Ray takes on the spiritual challenge of explaining the very character, holy nature, and role of this powerful yet most often misunderstood third person of the Godhead Trinity. With warnings of becoming desensitized to His voice, even as He works in our lives, Pastor reminds us that after Jesus returned to heaven, it was the Holy Spirit who was sent to earth to help each of us every day to fulfill our God-given purpose in this lifetime. Living in us, yet also one with the Father and the Son, His promise is never to leave us, as He ministers mightily as Master Teacher, lover of pure truth, righteous judge, comforter, and loving counselor. Now, knowing better that if we allow Him, He will absolutely change us, how can we not ask, How can the Holy Spirit help me today?
1: To allow the Holy Spirit to take the place of helper in your life, you're sometimes going to have to take your hands off the wheel. You're going to have to back off sometimes. Sometimes you're just going to have to slow down. Sometimes, you know, one of the things that, that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me many, many times, I'm ready to do something, but I'm a little confused. You know what he says to me? Do nothing. And how come so many of us are not happy just not doing anything? We think we always have to be doing something, but sometimes God needs you to just stand still for a minute because there's something he needs to do before you move so that when you move, your movement will produce great results. But if you're always running out ahead of God because you think you know better, you don't take any advice from the Holy Spirit or anyone else who may be you know, wise in, in spiritual things, That the because sometimes the Holy Spirit will bring people across your path to speak wisdom to you, wise men wise women who, who have tried and tested and God will send people across your way to speak. see now now you see the thing is with the holy spirit if, if you don't if you don't if you don't stay in tune to his voice in your life what happens is you you eventually become desensitized and that's what happens with the holy spirit when you don't listen when you don't obey him you become desensitized to his voice you can't hear him anymore Because you've said no so many times to his voice. When he's told you to do this, you didn't do it. When he told you, uh, you know, I always like to relate to it in in different ways. But, you know, he's told you to, you know, maybe change something in your life. Go in in a different direction. Get rid of that in your life. Stop doing that. And you keep saying no, 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 no. And the Holy Spirit can't help you anymore because you keep taking things into your own hands. I learned so many years ago to just yield to the Holy Spirit. Just see, every time you line your life up with the Word, you're yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Every time you do what the Word is teaching, you're yielding to Now, then you're gonna get those little promptings, and you're gonna get those little, those little directives from within. Obey those things. Anyone ever have that experience where, you know, you're thinking about somebody, like somebody you haven't thought about in a long time, and all of a sudden, their name comes up, and you say, I need to call them. Amen. And then you, you, you forget about it. And then later on in that day, it's like, I need to call that person. And then you forget about it again. I learn to start obeying those little promptings because 9 times out of 10 that's the holy spirit trying to get your attention. And if you will if you will become sensitive to the small promptings of the lord, then eventually what will happen is that you will become more sensitive to the bigger directives that he will give in your life. You'll be more apt to and and more willing to Um, to do some of the big things because you've already tested him in the small things. You already know. You begin to get confidence because I've already heard his voice. But he's here to help us. He's here to guide us. He's here to instruct us. He's here to help us navigate through the difficulties and the difficult situations, the trying times, the challenges, whatever it be, he's here to do it. But you've got to let the Holy Spirit have leeway in your life. Otherwise, it's never going to happen i seen people struggle. Why? Because they, they just won't yield to the things of God. The Holy Spirit gave me. As a matter of fact, Jesus told his disciples, um, he said, when, you, when they bring you before the magistrates and they bring you before the leaders and the rulers, don't worry about what to say. Don't meditate beforehand on what you say because your Father in heaven will give you the words that you need when you need them. That means the Holy Spirit gave them what they needed at the moment that they needed it. So I became reliant upon the Holy Spirit to guide me and to help me. So I'd go into those sessions and I'm, I'm you know, trembling because I'll sit down and all of a sudden, bam, the Holy Spirit would just take over in my life. And I would, I would have, and people say, wow, that was, you know, I'd finish and they'd say, wow, that was, that was really awesome. And I, I, I would say, it is? <laughs> it was? Really? Okay. That's the Holy Spirit working in your life. He's here to help us. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you direction. He'll give you encouragement. He'll give you supernatural help. He'll open up supernatural doors. He'll go before you. He'll guard you from the back. He'll he'll guard you on both sides. He will be with you and never leave you or forsake you. Like I said, he will never, ever leave you or forsake you. He'll be with you forever. So the Holy Spirit is there to help us. I can remember when we first started the church. Let me go back to that point about how we should never be afraid of, of anything because the spirit of God lives in us. I was sharing this this morning, forgot to share it before, but let me share it now. I remember that when we first started the church, um, I had a little studio apartment. It was, I don't know, four or 500 square feet. Couldn't fit very many people in there. We were about, we, were, we started out with 12, but very quickly we became you know, a group of about 30 people. So when I first started the church, I was looking for a place to have church. So we, I rented a room in the masonic temple in Port Chester, new york now if you know anything about them anybody know anything about the masonic temple or the masons i mean they're a weird bunch of people i mean they do some weirdo stuff i mean they've got a big triangle with an i and a big g on it and they do all these you know things and take pledges and vows and recite all this stuff and and as much as maybe they don't want to admit it there is a spiritual side to this stuff and it is spooky We we weren't supposed to go up into their temple room, because we used to rent the downstairs, but a bunch of us used to go up there just to sneak in, just to see what it was like. The temple room was creepy. It was dark, and it had all these chairs. It had one big chair sitting in the middle. It looked like the devil himself was gonna just emerge in that chair. And Christians, people would come to the church. And I had people come to the Masonic Temple. Believers come to the Masonic Temple to come to church. And when they found out it was a Masonic Temple, and you're my witness, Debbie, Angela, when they came, they, they would not stay because they said, oh, how can you have church in the Masonic Temple? This is an evil place. Because the minute I walked in this evil place, the Holy Spirit within me lit this place up with the power of God. That's why... Now it's interesting that when we moved into that building, their uh, attendance, their, their uh, you know the things that they were doing, their whole club just began to dissipate to the point where they were practically defunct. When we moved out of there, another church came in and took over that building and bought the building from. The, that is no longer a, a Masonic temple. That is a church that's dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. See, the Holy Spirit, so when I, you know, the Holy Spirit just told me, no, you just go ahead. I, I walked in that building with confidence. Holy Spirit led me there, you know? And then we were trying to get a lease, and they wouldn't give us a lease. They and We were trying to, they had this big main ballroom, and we were trying to get the use of that room, uh, like, full-time, you know, like a full-time renter, because up to that point, we were setting chairs up, knocking them down, setting up the sound, taking it down, putting stuff up, putting banners up. It got tiring after a year of doing that, so we got to have a permanent place. So we went, they wouldn't do it, they wouldn't do it, they wouldn't do it, but we just kept praying, relying on the Holy Spirit to work on them. And eventually, we were able to get that lease, that full-time lease in that. Holy Spirit just told me, "Just, just stay on it, just stay with it. Even when we were building this, you know the story, all the stuff we went through. The Holy Spirit was the one who directed me. They were giving me a whole lot of trouble um, about getting the permit to build this this church, this building. Many of you walked in after the scene, but we went through hell and high water to get this building up. Let me tell you, you don't know what we went through. It was not easy. If it looks like it was easy, it wasn't. Let me tell you. All right? It was the biggest battle that I have ever been in my life had I known what I was about to step into, I probably would not have stepped into it again. The Holy Spirit kept me blinded. Well, we walked into this place and they kept hammering the, the government, the neighbors, the neighborhood association. We had everybody coming up against us and let me tell you, talk about being discouraged, man at some point some 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 uh, some points of that in that time frame, I wanted to just forget it. It's like, it's too much work. This is too much. I, I'm not called. I'm just called to preach. But the Holy Spirit was there to encourage me and to keep me moving on and help me. And I can remember one day after having gone through a huge battle with the city about something, they were telling me this and that, and you got to do this and that. So I was in prayer and the Holy Spirit said to me, this is what's going on. Now, I'm naive. Maybe everybody else knew this, but I was a little naive. The Holy Spirit said to me, this is what's going on. They're trying to discourage you. The city, the neighborhood association, all these other people that are coming up against you, they don't want a church there. But there's going to be a church there. And they're trying to discourage you. So you call them and tell them you know that you're tr- they're trying to discourage you. So, I mean, you know, you know, do you know when the Holy Spirit speaks to you? You know it's the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's undeniable. It's the Holy Spirit that's just spoken. I couldn't wait to get out of my prayer time. I ran to the phone. I didn't walk. I ran to the telephone. And I picked, now here, I'm just a nobody. They don't know who I am. I'm not, you know, now they know who we are. They respect us. We, we had 150 people. I was from Port Chester. What good, you know, what good was it to, to argue with these people? They didn't know who I was, right? So... I ran to the phone and I called the commissioner of um, the building commissioner. And I said to him, listen, I said, so-and-so, I said, listen, I am a praying man and I was in prayer today and this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. I don't know if God talks to you, but he talks to me. I said, and this is what I know what's going on. I said, you the community, everybody is trying to discourage us and hoping that we're either gonna quit or we're gonna run out of money and we're gonna have to abandon the project. And I said, let it go on record this day that none of those things will take place. I will never quit and we will not run out of money. Little did he know that we had no money when I said we'll not run out of money but I'm looking to my source, right? I'm looking to God. And um, you know the interesting thing? That from that very moment, that man's attitude changed towards me. He says, oh, pastor, I'm so sorry you feel that way. No, no, no. And all of a sudden, I had a meeting with the, with the, with the mayor, and they invited me in, and I brought the Lord, and we sat down. They couldn't do enough to help us. Why? Because I believe that the Holy Spirit gave me wisdom, gave me instruction because he's my helper, right? Gave me instruction. And we just blasted right through all the baloney and said, we already know you. We we already got you all figured out. This is what you're trying to do. We know what it is and it ain't gonna happen. And you can write it down because that came from heaven. You can write it down, put the date on it, get it notarized, seal it, whatever you want to do, because it ain't never going we are not going to quit, and we're not going to run out of money. I-, I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I will put a church on that piece of property if it's the last thing I do on, if I have to fight you to my last breath, I will fight you and the next, I was ticked. <laughs> And now that I knew the Holy Spirit was on it with me, it was like, ain't nothing going to stop me now, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got it. No. I got a word from God. Hallelujah. See, the Holy Spirit's here to help us. I was seeking him. Like, come on, Holy Spirit, you got to help me. Can't tell you how many times, even to this day, I walk into church, you know, and I'm, I don't feel Ready? You see, many of you don't know it, but when I'm sitting there, I'm invoking the help of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm asking, you know, I'm calling upon the Holy Spirit to help me. I, I, I quote a verse out of every, just about every time I preach. Even if I preach three times in a day, I, I still quote that verse, Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4. As a matter of fact, many of you don't realize it, but you're standing on the Word or sitting on the Word right now. When we built this building, we had everybody come in and write all scriptures all over these floors in the sanctuary so under this carpet it's just filled with with scriptures written on the floor some of you've been here when we did it you you remember it right so mine is right here (laughs) right in the pulpit here actually no wait a minute i think i'm wrong i think my mother's is here i think mine's right here my mother's was here i'm right here so I, I was right where the pulpit was. I wrote down Isaiah chapter fifty, verse four. For the Lord God has given me a tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear. And then the next verse says, "And I will not rebel against him." In other words, God, I'm going to say whatever you tell me to say because I'm relying on the Helper. The Holy Spirit to fill me with the word of God, the wisdom of God, whatever it is that we would meet the needs. How can I preach one message and it mean to, to a, uh, you know, on a weekend, 800, 1,000 people? How can I preach one message to that group of people and it means something different to each and every person? Is that something that I'm doing? No. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Is that helpful to anybody? So the Holy Spirit's here to help us. That's his main function. But you've got to step aside and let him help you. You've got to yield to him. You know, you ought, that's why you ought to start your day just recognizing his presence in your life. You know, it was a, many of you know Benny Henney wrote an awesome book years ago, Good Morning Holy Spirit. You know, just talking about relationship with the Holy Spirit. And um, it's a powerful thing because he is our helper. He's here to help you. So, you know, some of you may sound silly. You know, I'm talking to somebody that I can't see or somebody that I can't feel. But it's not silly. It's real. Because he's real. Jesus told. Why would Jesus tell us that? He's real, right? So so let me just give you a couple of definitions and then we'll... So he says, uh, he's a friend called to help a person who's troubled, distressed, or confused. An advocate, one call to defend another. That's another definition, an advocate, one call to defend us. The Holy Spirit will defend you. People will come against you. Things will come against you. The devil will come against you. But the Holy Spirit is called by our side to defend us, to help us, to be an advocate for us. Here's another definition, last one. Unqualified, whatever help is needed. It's unqualified help that he will give you. Whatever help is needed. I don't, like I said before, I don't know about you, but I need his help every single day of my life. Every minute of my life, I need his help. Now, now let me, just, let me just nail this one point down because this is really important. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He's not the doer. He's the helper, but he's not the doer. He will help you in your doing. See, one of the, one of the, one of the problems is that many times we're waiting for the Holy Spirit to do something. And the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to do something. Let me give you the verse. Psalm 37, 23 and 24. It says, well, verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Notice that it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered, or a good man, are ordered by the Lord. The Lord will order your steps, but he will not take those steps for you. I learned that so many years ago, and it helped me. So it basically comes down to this. You move... You do something and the Holy Spirit will be there to help you get it done. You start in your own strength and the strength of the Holy Spirit will come upon you to help you to complete it and to finish it. You do it with whatever little wisdom, knowledge, or understanding you have and the Holy Spirit will help you bring it to completion. Glory to God. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's here to help us, but He can only help us in our doing. If you don't do He's just going to, he can't, there's nothing he can do because God is not going to do it for you. He will help you in your doing. He'll order your steps, but he won't take the steps. That, why? Because he wants you to exercise your faith. Amen. He wants to prove to you that faith works. He's a faith God and he requires faith. That's what he, right? We, we understand that? He requires faith. Without faith, Hebrews 11:6, 6, I believe, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone who comes to him must know that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, you can't please. that's what pleases God, is faith. Nothing else but faith. So when you step out, when you, when you start to do, when you start to move, listen, when you don't feel like moving, like, like I said many, many times, I felt like quitting, giving up because, you know, you know, it's tough being a pastor. You don't understand how hard it is sometimes. People can be really hard on you. I know you all love me. But sometimes you're hard on me, some of you, you know? And, and, and you know, there have been times things got so difficult and I just felt like quitting, just giving up, saying, I, just, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to give up. Because people are hard. People are hard to pastor. And I feel sorry for these young people coming up. If they don't learn how to rely on the Holy Spirit, that's why I'm teaching this, because to live in this day and age and hour, you've got to rely on the Holy Spirit, man. We live in a difficult, crazy, weird day. You need the Holy Spirit's activity Uh, and help in your life every single day but you got to be sensitive to it but i can remember feeling like quitting many many times along the way because the way got difficult but it was the holy spirit that encouraged me it was people you know what people can encourage you to a certain level but when you get the encouragement from the spirit of god when when the holy spirit begins to encourage you anybody know what i'm talking about man oh man it's like you know, I just felt his presence, and I felt his warmth, and I felt his glow, and I felt his touch. And, and it was like, it's going to be all right. I just felt like the Holy Spirit, just it's going to be all right, Pastor Ray. You just keep on going. And a human couldn't give me that. that. A human just couldn't, couldn't do that for me. But the Holy Spirit did it. And it kept me in the race because he's my advocate. He's my helper. He's my protector. He's my guide. He, he's my teacher. He's, he's, he, he loves me and he cares about me. And he, he, he lives in me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Am I, am I speaking to anybody here today? This is the powerful teaching about the Holy Spirit. So three things that we can just put in, into short order here so you can understand it. He came to indwell us. So say the Holy Spirit lives in me. He's not just with me. He's in me. All right. So he came to indwell us. He came to help us. And the third point, which we didn't get into too much, but we touched touched on a little bit, is that he will never leave us. No matter what you do, the Holy Spirit will never leave you. He will never leave you. Because Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. So we have the confidence, because some people act and live like God is with them today and away from them tomorrow and with them now and later on away, but God is always with you. If you've been good or if you've not been so good, even when you sin, the Holy Spirit is still with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He needs to be with us. Why? Because he needs to do his work in convincing us away from our sinfulness. Persuade us. Nudge us. Do you ever ever get nudged by the Holy Spirit? You know, you're about to do something that you know is not good and, you know, when you're feeling that, uh, that's the Holy Spirit nudging you. Doing his work in your life. So yield to the Holy Spirit. I hope this has been helpful to somebody. We're going to end right here today.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.